We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ears. Andy Lou and I are recording this after the Niners Broncos game. Both of us in our Jimmy G jerseys wondering. <laughs> this is a this is a podcast about a world championship team. Relax. This is why this is a great thing about uh uh first of all, number one great thing is doing a podcast with you. And uh you should all you should all be ready with getting ready to hear a special announcement from us in the next few days here. The second part is we get to do it on the Golden State Warriors. And uh, even though the, I'm a fan of the San Francisco 49ers and a fan of the San Francisco Giants, I spend 99% of my time on this podcast talking about the Warriors. And right now, Samuel, the Warriors are as happy uh, as I have ever seen this team. So, man, this podcast makes me feel alive. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm hungover, I'm depressed at 9 p.m. on a Sunday night, you know, before work tomorrow. But now, now I'm happy because we're going to get to talk about Steph and, and Moses Moody and Dante DiVincenzo and Draymond and whoever else. Mac McClung, baby. Mac McClung. <laughs> um, I want to make one call before we go to it. So we are going to be launching iteration two of premium, which really is just us moving the site and, and uh, a couple other things soon. But for the goons who want to chime in, we're going to give a free trial of Lightyear's Discord. Public. Anyone can join. You won't get to see all the channels. You're not going to get to see the coolest stuff, but you can, you can, you can, you know, Tip your toes in the waters. See what goes on back there. See some of the memes. See some of the fun stuff. I'll tweet it out with this episode. So I just want to throw this out there. Um, but with that said, let's get to it. So media day, Andy. The Warriors are back. They will be taking off for Japan Monday afternoon, evening-ish time. Something like oh. that. And I, you know what stood out to me? Uh day one and day two of media day was this is probably the most confident and in control Warriors team I've seen in the Steve Carrera. They've won four titles. They've been dominant for most of that period, but it feels different to me. It does. It does. And I think Steph said something where he, he actually said it before the, the championship was won. He said, Hey, I'm a made man, right? I, for me, nowadays, it's really not about um, anything I can do to 
change things. It's about what I can do to make it better. Something along those lines. And I always thought that was interesting that he said that. I don't, I don't know if I agreed with it. Um, it. It certainly felt like Steph didn't agree with it himself because he said himself after the fourth title how good it felt. And, and that was, quote, unquote, maybe the best one. It really does feel that way, though, now. Now that you go into this season, it feels like similarly to that 73-win regular season team where they came in, they were a little bit angry, but you felt that they were as confident as they could ever be. And I think that's how this Warriors team right now, the, the thing I find is insane is that was six years ago, six, seven years ago. And now you look at where the Warriors are and they're kind of almost back in the same position where I don't think you and I are sitting across from each other and saying, well, Draymond might be washed or Clay might be washed. The question is more along the lines of like, are those guys, can those guys stay healthy? Which is the question every year for everyone, right? So it, it's just more along. We're not actually worried about anything. I don't think those guys are worried about anything. They're as good as they've ever been, I think. I think what's interesting to me is, and this is a personal impression, so um, take it the way you want. Um, I think they've always been confident in their ability, but in 2016, they had a level of kind of like, fuck you, like F you, Mm -hmm. we're better than you. This team feels so, it feels like how I associate like 2014 Spurs with Tim Duncan where they don't even care to prove it to you. They are, um, they're so comfortable with who they are that they're more focused on making sure they do their thing right than anyone's outward world perception. I felt like in 2016, they cared that people thought they were fluky or not that good. This team, it seems to me, based off the quotes I heard from Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson... nothing anyone says bothers them. They're so focused on winning number five. And like in their minds, they're like, we're not even playing against the NBA. We're playing against history. We want to, we don't give like to me, when you hear them speak, they give the energy of, we don't give a fuck what like, uh, you know, Kong Cowherd or, uh, Nick Wright or any of those guys say we are, we're trying to chase like, Jordan six or, you know, like the Celtics 11 or like that sort of energy where it's just, it's so um, self-realized. They also, I think now realize that they are the premier dynasty in the last X. I don't even know how many years there is no other since Jordan, you could say, right. There's just no other team player. I think anybody in the NBA that even holds a candle to what the Warriors are right now and where the Warriors want to be. I think to what you're saying about winning that fifth title, the closest is LeBron. He's like, he has four, but I, I think that's such a different situation where he's on his 18th team. I mean, that the team's just a mess too. And he's kind of in an age where I just, I don't think it's, it's a serious contender. So that's the closest that anybody has to the, I think, yeah, I mean, I mean Bron, Bron's like that elite sales guy who takes a new startup gig every nine months. And it's like, we all recognize he can sell, but it's like, you know, like, when are you going to IPO, bro? <laughs> that's that the corniest analogy. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I, when are you, <laughs> nine. I can't, um, but that, I don't think it, it, it falls out of favor, though, to your point. It's, it gets old. It gets old when you've done it four times already, right? This is not this is not a LeBron podcast, but I think I'm, just the point is, I think the Warrior stuff still resonates with people. People still say, "Holy shit, 
if if the Warriors are going to make another title run in this in, in this thing, I think that stuff resonates a lot more. We saw it with that fourth title with Steph, Draymond, and Clay. It was such a cool story. It was almost like a Disney storyline, really, is what it was. And so I think they know that they're. Um, can you can you say that they they've got house money? You know what I mean? Can you say that? Yeah, I mean, got nothing it's, to it's, lose a little bit. Sort of feels that way. For they're made, but like right now they are competing for. Are people going to say the Warriors are better than the Showtime Lakers? Are people going to say the Warriors are better than Jordan's Bulls? Like they're competing. Like I said, they're not competing with anyone in the NBA right now. They're competing with history at this point, and they know it. They know it internally. You can you can hear them speak about it. They're like, this is this is small time. Like I'm trying to, you know, like Steph, Clay, and Draymond know if they win five, if they win six. Not, not, not two, not three. You know, like if, if they can actually do that, like they've, they've cemented themselves in a conversation that really only like, I don't know, like three teams, four teams in history have ever done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, they're also the best team in the NBA. <laughs> I think yeah. quite easily right now. I mean, we're, they are the best team in the NBA. We'll get into that. I think, I yeah. think one yeah. thing I've been spending some time looking at some of the other teams and reading up on stuff and, it, talking to people, a, talking they to resources. They have a very realistic chance at running it back. But um, what I wanted to get into is tying into my confidence thing. Mm. Uh, Draymond had a very interesting quote today. Uh, he had a couple, of course. Of course <laughs> but uh, we'll start with the first one, which I think is positive. The second one, you can take the way you want. Draymond says the players, coaches, and trainers have reached a place of total trust together regarding restrictions, minutes, they don't get much argument back from us because that trust has been built. And that's kind of the vibe I've got from them. Like, look, we know like push comes to shove. There's a certain level of trust between uh, Steph and Draymond and Clay and like Kerr and Bob Myers and like, you know, like the guys who've been here the whole time. Right. But what's interesting to me is they've gone beyond that. Now it's just like, there's no second guessing. It's like, Oh, Oh, Bob says that. That's cool. You know, it's like, it seems like they've reached another level where I'm um, it, it just feels different to me. It feels like they're um, it feels like the players and the management are, are like intertwined with me. Yeah. yeah. The, they've reached uh, Nirvana. Also they've reached peak San Antonio Spurs is, is to me yeah, what that, what that reads. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah it, it's what it reads, right? Popovich, Timmy, uh, Buford, um, although we guess you never really hear about him, but you know, what, sure. like, right. Just everyone is on the same page, sit this game, sit like, right. There's going to be no, there's going to be no dream. And I think part of that is old age. I think really what this is, is part of that is, is old age. It's dream on sitting back and, and, and realizing them winning last year, proving that like sure. we we've been sure. to the top, we've been to the bottom. We got back to the top. Like it is what it is. This is the best we're ever going to get. I, I mean, when you talk about relationship, I got a corny analogy for you. I mean, you talk about relationships. I mean, this is the best part of relationship for them and why they're so trusting of each other and why we don't see this for LeBron teams and, and KD teams because they switch every time is that they've had the same wife for like 10 years. You know what I mean? When you've had a girlfriend forever, you go through the bad stuff. You move into the other, you go through the bad stuff. Then you figure that out together and then you make it back out and you're happy. And then you go and then you go through the best. And then that, and then when you go through all of that together and you make it out, you trust each other more versus some of these other teams. I think you, you see in the NBA where they'll just move on to the next girl, right? Or the next. And, and part of that is you're Are always you going looking for, <laughs> uh, definitely. 
Um, so I, I mean that that's part of it, and that's the other thing about the Warriors that's so much so different from everyone else. I mean, we saw this with um, with Utah; they were together for a while, and then they kind of fell apart. Right now, Utah, right? Done. Like uh, it looked like it was a very other. stable situation for a uh, period boom. of time. We're sitting here, we're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> let's see what happens with them, yeah. and then. And it, this should just, it's so quick. I mean, Boston is one that you think is going to stay together for a long time, but who knows now? I have no idea what's going on over there. I think Denver is one that, that you think is, is going to be staying together for a while. I think that's, that's a good bet, but or, I mean, or, that, even, that, like, or even like Milwaukee, you're like, that's oh, another yeah, the, one. The stability, but yeah, you're right. You, you never know how long until it's like, you know, it, it's time for the divorce, right? I'm surprised it's coming from Draymond because I do feel like Draymond's the one guy where, um, <laughs> I I feel like it this wouldn't really work for. I feel like the trust and all that stuff may be the toughest one. I feel like Stephen Clay, Andre, it makes sense. I feel like Draymond's the guy. It's like, hey, trade me, right? I don't know. I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but I think he would be the sure. guy that would do that. So I, I find it very interesting that he said that quote. Um, and maybe that's a good thing for his extension. Maybe that they mean that means it's good things coming. I don't know. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Speaking of extensions, it's not a good thing. Draymond, <laughs> Draymond of all people. So, okay. So I, I feel like it deserves to be called out. Every one of the players who are up for extensions got asked about it. Poole and Clay, or sorry, Poole and Wiggins, you know, they, they kind of did the, the non-answer. They're like, oh, my agent will work it out. Really, you know, you know. Okay. Draymond, on the other hand, I'll give him... Uh, I have some thoughts on this one. So I want, I'm pulling up the exact wording. 
you guys have several people entering contract seasons, yourself included. I guess number one, I mean, would you like to get something done before the season, extension-wise? And two, how does going into a contract season like potentially weigh on a player? Um, <clears throat> I mean, at at this point, I you know uh, whether I'd like to or not is I don't think it will happen. And so for me, I'm just focused on uh, this season and um, as as you know, being as as great as I can be and as I know I'm capable of being and and winning another championship and um, reaching my individual goals that I have as well. You know, I think um, that's my main focus. Uh, contract situations, contract years, uh, that is a part of this league. I think it weighs on everyone differently. I think... Um, I think the way a contract situation will make uh, would weigh on me is totally different than the way it would weigh on a Jordan Poole who's never signed a big contract, you know. And so I think all of that matters as well, you know. When you're um, in different positions of your career and you know, like, all right, you you have security or you don't, and you know, I think all of those different things plays a part into how one may react to being in a contract year. And so. Uh, to, to each his own. Um, and, you know, some people are motivated by contract years. Some people are nervous and struggle during contract years. I think it is, it's all based on the player. Uh, for me personally, um, I think for me, any time in the contract year is motivation, you know, and that's kind of how I approach it. That's how I view it. And it's always been the way I viewed it, um, you know, and I've historically been the guy to bet on myself, um, even when, you know, others didn't believe. I've always felt confident betting on myself, and nothing changes for me now. Yes, your thoughts? Some some gamesmanship, perhaps? Some gamesmanship there? My first thought on that is uh, Draymond's just negotiating through the media. Sure. I, I, think, I think he's doing that thing where he's like, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going to happen, and I'm just going to do things my way a little bit. But I don't know. I thought it was interesting it went that way. I, I I feel like this was always going to happen. I just didn't know what was like what was he gonna say, right? Um, I find it interesting again. I find it interesting that he said what they just said about the trust being built together, and then on another breath, uh comes and talks about the extension that way. But Draymond's also someone that's not gonna give non-answers. So I feel like he's always gonna be a yeah, little he's, bit more he's honest. Not, he's not gonna be like my agent's gonna handle that. He's, no, he, I just he's yeah, got to take. I couldn't see. I just can't. See. And that's what we love about Draymond, right? It's just, it's just he's always going to say something. So um, I don't think it's, I don't think it means anything, though. I think you'd probably agree. I just don't, I don't think it means, I mean, oh, they're not going to get mean, some done or they are going to get some done. And it's worth noting Kerr was saying he and Steph dominated the first scrimmage on Saturday, the first Un one. Unshockingly. And, um, and, and Sam's sources say uh, that carried through on Sunday. And, uh, you know, Draymond was just peak controlling the floor of the game without scoring a basket, Draymond? Of course he was. Of course he was. Um, I, I, feel uh, like he's, I feel like he's trying to negotiate a little bit through the media here. I think he's trying to be like, Bob, Bob, you know, just watch practice. Watch who the man is. Which tells me uh, what, when, when that comes out, if, if that was true, it tells me that Draymond's not getting the money that he wants, which is not surprising. Um, but it also tells you that. It's, uh, it's, it's September. He's got to, you know. No way he's getting that offer then. But like, but I think if Yumi, you're the Yumi and Bob are peak sales guys, you know, <laughs> we got three weeks till best and final. Uh, Bob, he is. Um, 
I, I just, I think if you're the Warriors, you you probably want to lock them up as soon as you can. Um, so, I mean, the same with all three of those guys, right? But to me, yeah. I always, I, I just, I feel like two other teams, Draymond might be, not be that valuable, but to the Warriors uniquely, he is as much of a max player as anyone in the NBA. That guy is their entire defense. I know we're going to get to some loony quotes and some other quotes here, but he is their entire defense. Um, and you just, you just can't, this guy can't, I, I know some people are saying, Draymond might be the guy that's that's most likely to not be on this team a year from now, right? Of that trio, no, Wiggins, no, Dr- no Draymond there, no I can't Draymond see in there a second round out. Like I so. can't see it. No, I, yeah, exactly. I can't see it. I can't see Draymond not being on this team next year. So I, I, I whatever happens, I think he will be on this team extension. And, and without knowing the numbers, it, it does, it does feel like some showmanship in both ways. I think Draymond's probably going to be the guy who has the hardest time finding like the offer he wants on another team. So it leads to a little bit of internal stuff, but like all, all that stuff, like my overall feel from, from watching media day and like just reading between the lines, there's like positive. Like I, 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 you know, I'll wait until the end of camp before I, uh, I get an impression that it's negative. I, I think Draymond's just doing that thing where he's like reminding everyone how valuable he is. Uh, and he is that valuable. He he really is one of the more uniquely impactful players. By the way, I also think um, I also think it's a good thing that he's not playing uh, real real basketball games during the offseason. I know he came into last season in peak shape, mm-hmm. and he came out like gangbusters and was defensive player of the year type. I think he got injured because he was playing over the offseason uh, overseas. I, I just you can't when you play the way that Draymond does, and and his age. And the propensity of his body to break down, you just can't play that many basketball games. So I think it's a good thing that uh, he's coming into this camp just getting ready for this camp and getting ready for the season instead of playing. Uh, I, I forgot what the hell they were playing, Sam, last year. Um, oh, but, uh, FIBA. Yeah, yeah, FIBA. Yeah, like that. I just I don't think that's ever a good thing. And he ended up getting half. He ended up getting hurt and didn't play half the season because of that. So again, all this confidence and this optimism for this season and this team being extremely healthy. It leads back to all that. Like Draymond is probably going to be as healthy as he is in clay and, and, and et cetera. Yeah. One of the more interesting things of the first couple of days of media being back was uh, getting to see a little loony versus Wiseman one-on-one. Unfair. Big man coach, Decky running the drill out, by the way, it was, it was enjoyable. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I'm personally just to preface it. I don't read too much into uh, one-on-one practice that's mostly viewed through social clips that people see the 10 minutes that the team wants to see. Like, you know, there's only so much you can really take from that. Um, but what I found interesting was Looney talking about how, like, he's mentoring and trying to make Wiseman better and some of that stuff. Um, it's it's interesting to to see them fully immersed in this developmental like you know looney could take a negative ad towards Truth wiseman and be like these this dude's trying to take my money and all that sort of stuff but instead he has the complete opposite approach you know are you are you, do you are you compare are you comparing kevin looney to, to jimmy garoppolo are you are you compare are you <laughs> Because hey, one, one big Jim hasn't a, played one, in two years. One of them's a multi-time world champion who has key possessions to win series <laughs> in the playoffs. The other one of them sells guest jeans. 
<laughs> just out, just stepped out of bounds today, and, uh, and they lost by one point, and he's that's <laughs> on a safety. I, I no, I, I'm joking, but the mentality, I think, you know, for for what Jimmy G is, and he's not a good quarterback, but he has a great mentality, right? And and I think that's similar to what Kevon Looney has. Also, I I thought Garoppolo Looney, I thought the clips were a little unfair to to Big Jimmy. Um, well, I mean, it, it's always out of context. It's always yeah. going to be unfair. Like you're not scored on Kevon Looney, man. That guy's one of the best big man defenders. One of the best defenders in the paint in the entire NBA. We just saw I was, him. I was dying. At, I was dying at the goons, like breaking down out of context footage. And I'm like, yeah, bro. Dudes like all stars don't score on Looney. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen when a 21 year old doesn't play basketball is trying to take him one on one? Like he's going <laughs> to he's going to miss shots. Yeah, and he and Looney's incredibly strong. We saw Looney guard Giannis. We saw Looney guard Jokic. We were watching Looney grab 22 rebounds against Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. Like the, the man. I don't think he gets enough credit for Jokic, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yes. Jokic is a, is a good player. I'll put that one. <laughs> Jokic is uh by the way, fantasy drafts. That's my uh I, I play I play auction, so I'm I'm throwing all my money on Jokic this both, year. I think easy. We're, we both play auction. I hate auction, dude. Yeah, I love it. What? It's the best. Why? It, okay. I feel like to be good at auction, you have to be good at poker. And I don't have, I don't have patience. Okay. So let me, let me, half, let me, my league, half my league is going to listen to this and they're going to think they can take something from me. But like, I perennially am the guy who blows, yeah, I know what you do. Yeah. blows 90% of my budget in the first 10 minutes of the draft. Yeah. Maybe 20. If I'm lucky, you're, you're, you're the guy sitting there and you're like, Oh my God, Darius Garland for this. Oh, that's a bargain. I, I got the bid. I got a bid. That's you. And let me tell you a little secret. Cause I love, I love this. I love auction is that, um, do you just pick three, four guys that you absolutely have to have? And you just sit there and just get those guys. Don't bid on anyone else. That's the beauty of auction is you can get whoever you want. It's simple, but like, what you see so often is guys just end up drafting six players that they don't want because they're like, oh, $16. I need them. Oh, you mean right? like last year when I paid 80 for KD for no reason? I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, it's a deal. It's a deal. All of a sudden, a all of a sudden it's not a deal and I'm pot committed. <laughs> I suck at poker too. So that makes that makes that makes the two of us. What were you we are, talking about? You are you're right. Maybe I need to like consider who I need to have mm-hmm. and just not even get into it with the other ones. Never and then another pro tip: don't draft any of the Warriors unless it's Jordan Poole, because those guys aren't going to play enough games. That's another pro tip. That's true. That's true. Okay, back to Looney. Um, Looney definitely going to pay twenty five dollars for. <laughs> he is the best. Oh, that's right. We were talking about Looney. Uh, okay. He had a, hey, he had a, a six five point five rebounds and a half a block a game. Doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> and it's eighty two games. He'll play all the games. Availability, availability is the most important thing in fantasy basketball in all fantasy. Uh, sports. Um, he, I thought, I thought he had an interesting quote. He had, a, he had a quote that said, uh, he knows that Draymond is going to be. Like, I think Looney believes that he still has a leap that he can take, and I think that's actually the overarching theme of Media Day for me is that a lot of players on this team have an extra level that they can reach outside of Steph and Draymond and and even Clay. I just I think those guys are maxed out. But every other player on this team, I think, has a leap. And I think with Looney specifically, he talked about how much better he can be defensively and rebounding. Can he be, I don't know, 70%, 75% of who Draymond is defensively? Maybe even 80%. Now you've got two guys that... What, I mean, the what only... If, what if I flip this on you? Hmm. Why can't Looney get better? Why can't he get better? Hmm. If, I, I would if, say... What the, if Looney leads the league in rebounds this year? 
What if he's a new Dennis Rodman? Well, rebounds for 36. He's not going to play enough, but yes. <laughs> I know, but I, I, I tend to agree. I mean, the only thing that would, that would, why won't happen is injury. Like that's the, I would say that's the only thing he was, he he played every game last season. Looney did, but you know, we, we know. And another part of the quote he said was, I've haven't played that much. He said, I want to play every game because I haven't played that much. And we all think Looney's 36 years old. He's only 26. And really before last season, he didn't play that many games because he was always hurt. So he's technically doesn't have that many miles in his body. Um, so you're right. I mean, there is a leap that he can take to be an elite defender and elite rebounder. They have that. I mean, the Warriors might have the best defense in the NBA. I mean, they, they probably do. <laughs> I don't even know why I said maybe. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. There's one other thing we need to talk about about Media Day, then I have some questions for you, okay? Um, A one Mr. Giannis Atacapuco says Steph Curry is the best player in the NBA. Yeah, I believe that uh, the best player in the world is uh, Steph Curry. It's still, still the next player. I uh, First off, <laughs> how many executives from Nike do you think have emailed him? Being like, stick to the script, relax. LeBron called him and said, yo, yo, slow your roll, buddy. Uh, I watched the whole clip. Uh, I love Giannis. He's like, he's one of my favorite top five favorite players to watch in the NBA and, and just listen to off the court. He, and, and, and the thing, yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad. The thing about Giannis is that I feel like he genuinely loves everyone in the NBA. He's called KD the best player in the NBA. He's called LeBron the greatest player of all time. Uh, and now he calls Steph the best player in the NBA because he says that, you know, it's it's the last last man standing. That's the best player. And I agree, right? I, I think Steph's the best player in the NBA. I just think, Sam, generally, you don't get guys like Giannis's mindset that just wants to love everyone in the NBA. I think Steph is similar. And I think it's pretty cool that those are the two best players in the NBA today. I think those are the two best. And it's not cool. Well, well the best and the fifth best per ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> we never talked about that. That was a funny one. Which you called it. I called it. Everyone, I mean, we knew that. I, I think. He, he, can I just say one thing? Yeah. Uh, I knew Luca and Jokic were going to get ranked ahead of him. And I was okay with it contextually. But Embiid. <laughs> disrespectful. Embiid can't. Embiid is just a big man version of Dame Lillard. He's not good enough to be the best player on it. He's everyone's favorite player, not on their own team because he's really good, but you don't have to actually contextualize and discuss like, can he be the man? Because all you think about is how he's a victim of a situation. You know what I'm saying? And I, I really, I really hate 
being that guy to make negative comments about Damian Lillard or Joel Embiid, but stop it. Not in the same category. Not like can't even beat the Miami Heat. Come on, man. Like it's just a joke, dude. Yeah. He's he's do you get what I'm saying with the damn comment? I agree. When you talk about victim of getting uh, excuses based off the victim of their own environment, I, I would say you're really not an Embiid fan. That's that's a little. I did, do. You think, I, do you think Embiid can be the best player on a title team? I think Embiid, or do you think he's more of like the Anthony Davis number two? Well, I think I think in today's NBA, <laughs> aren't, all, aren't all big aren't all big men that Anthony Davis number two? Like they're all you you can't. Like, Giannis, I Giannis but, is, I, but I don't. Well, he's a ball handler. Like I don't know if Jokic could ever be that that win a championship as the as the main big man of it. Like I just I don't know because he's a big man that can't move. Like I, I yeah, defensively, you're just like, ah, how am I gonna? make this work he's always going to get shredded he's just always going to and i don't know how he fixes that because that's that's who he is he's a he's a big seven foot serbian dude like he just he's never going to be able to defend a guard in space and that's what the nba is yeah, yeah, yeah. and if anything be. i feel like he's maximized who he is you right which is an amazing an amazing 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 player but to your to your point i mean Jokic is objectively a better player than mb so uh, um I I also Embiid can't stay healthy in the postseason. When when has he ever been healthy? And at some point, you can't say that that's fluky. That's just who he is. He Too has Shirley Temples. I don't know what it is. He just somehow gets hurt every single time. So, um, yeah, that list was pretty funny. I wouldn't I wouldn't even put Luca in front of Steph, right? Like that that one doesn't really make. I mean, sense I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Luca or Jokic in right. front of Steph personally. But I understand the logic of. They play like 80 games, 40 minutes a game, and they just kind of eat the ball up. And like yeah. in the regular season, they might generate more wins. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, it's like we just watched the fucking postseason. You know, we just watched the Warriors win a championship. <laughs> that, do, that doesn't seem to matter. Um, all right, what else, what else we got? No, we got some other shit. So let's dive into what what i what, what i'm curious about here is after media day who are you most excited to watch on the warriors um outside of the Steph Draymond class like we're we're we are 5 days away from the first warriors game in japan um where are you at excitement level? Who who do you want to see? Oh, you already know the answer. Everyone already knows the answer. There's only one answer that I'm going to give you because I've been saying this dude's name since I watched him play two times. And I realized, oh, shit, he's actually he, – he, his his brain is actually on an NBA level already. Uh, it's most moody. And you can hear the way that people are talking about him. Dante DiVincenzo came out and said, like, oh, the dude's got a high IQ. He's got some length. Um, you hear Wiggins talk about him. You hear these guys just talk about Moses Moody. And I think that everybody knows it's obvious the dude needs to play 20 minutes a game. He's a quintessential three and D wing player. He's shown that he's more smart. than that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And I think we might find out this year that he might be more than that. Right. I think the most important part right now is though, that he can actually play those minutes. Cause you can't convince me right now that James Wiseman should be playing 20 minutes a game. I'd argue. No. You can't. You can convince me Jonathan Kaminga should play 20 minutes a game, but I'd rather have Bose Moody because I know he's not going to make mistakes. And I think on the team like the Warriors, where you've already got guys like Poole, Wiggins, Steph, Draymond, like if I want to win a game, like Moses Moody is winning me a game. Like he's not going to lose me a game by making defensive mistakes. I, I, 
I can see the Andy, upside of Andy loses, Andy loses to Farhan of basketball <laughs> here. He just wants he wants Alex Wood out here throwing 89, making no mistakes. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Alex Wood, third time through a lineup, bottom mistakes. Uh, but no, but but he is a uh, no, but like in, in but you're right, right? In terms of just a guy that's going to high floor, right? We've always talked about the high floor stuff. And uh, I don't know what the ceiling is. I don't even want to say if it's low, medium, or high ceiling. I don't know what this, the ceiling is. But all I know is the dude should be playing 20 minutes a game next season. That's all I know. And uh, he should be getting all the minutes that GP2 played from last year, all the minutes that Damian Lee played. Uh, I'm the most excited to see him. I'm most excited to see Kuminga and Wiseman. Um, not because I disagree with the word you said, just to be clear. Um, because they, I think if one of them hits, it unlocks another level of the Warriors because it's just that athletic front court player to finish everything. I'm not saying it'll happen. Personally, I think it's more likely to be Kuminga than Wiseman. Um, and that could be wrong. And, you know, if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll, I'll eat it and I'm happy. But it's like, I want to see one of those players break through because I think this is an incredibly high IQ team. I think Moody and Dante DiVincenzo only add IQ to it. They got shooting. They got layers all along the perimeter. I just want to see one of those young, athletic, freaky bigs figure out a role so it can be like, that's, you know, I want to see one of them become that guy who, you know, Steph passed to Clay, passed to Dante, dunk. Like that type of guy, you know, and it, it's boring, but I really want to see it. Yeah, I think Kaminga is going to be that. He's going to he's going to throughout the season. I can see him developing into a star. I think that's a guy where the athleticism, second year in his system, uh, and then also we haven't talked about this. Andre's back and going to be up his ass, right? Uh, per, per his IG, I didn't just... I loved... I, I, lo- I loved... Uh, that's how you know, like, the commitment level, by the way. That um, was great. Kuminga throws up the generic, like, happy to have you back, and he just gets regrammed with foot ass. <laughs> it made me smile so much, because uh, what's Kuminga, 20? Is 20, 21 years old, something like you that? You will be 20 in a week. 20, 20? Two weeks. Yeah, he's... he's wow. <laughs> Amazing. And so Andre's going to be what, 36, right? 36, 37, whatever he is. 39. <laughs> 39. Like yeah, that's, yeah. Not, that's I, not I love how brother. you make the older players younger and the younger players older. I try to it's close just... the cap. <laughs> uh, that's not, dude, that is not a, that's not brother, like older brother, little brother. That's, that's like he's his dad almost. Right? Yeah. Like age wise, I'm talking about age wise. Uh, that, that's what it feels like. I think that's really cool. I think. That's something that I feel like is super important for the Warriors is that they brought Andre because Steph and Draymond and and like they have their own shit. They have to play. Clay has to play and he's not going to do any of that stuff. Draymond is probably too aggressive to. And Steph is kind of, you know, we we remember when Steph was yelling at Kelly Oubre, you know, two years ago. Remember those dark days, right? Like that. It's, yeah. it's a hard job to lead and develop young kids while also having to play basketball out there. So um, Andre back is going to be good for for a lot of these a lot of these guys. I agree. We're going to be back midweek. Appreciate all of you. Make sure to follow on social. We got some big announcements this week.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.